Um, I tell y'all this all the time. I'm not worried about being polished. I'm more worried about being able to get the word out and having a place where the presence of God is welcome. Let's start with Haggai 2, 20 through 23. Then the word of the Lord came a second time to Haggai on the 24th day of the month, saying, Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I am going to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overthrow the thrones of kingdoms and destroy the powers of the kingdoms of the nations, and I will overthrow the chariot, chariots and their riders, and the horses and their riders will go down, every one by the sword of another. On that day, declares the Lord of hosts, I will take you, Zerubbabel, son of Shetiel, my servant, declares the Lord, and I will make you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord of hosts. The nations are being shaken, thrones are being shaken, systems and structures are being shaken, but God is saying to us, I have a people. See, in Haggai, he spoke to Zerubbabel, but I want you to hear everything I say today as to you. Say, it's to me. It's to us. Because no longer is, are we under the Old Testament covenant where God works through one and then another and then another based on the times and the seasons and the epochs of times turning around. He has an ecclesia that he says, I have my people. And it's time that we get a hold of this. This is what the message was last weekend through uh, Isaac Petrie. It was the message that came again Friday night. It's the message we've been hammering all year and for years. It's time for the ecclesia to know we are who we are. And it's not who we say we are. It's who God says we are. So everything I'm going to bring today, I'm basically going to read a prophetic word that I got sitting in this sanctuary at 7.30 this morning. And I'm going to interject some verses and some comments along the way, but I just have to give you what God gave me. And if we're done in 15 minutes, we're done in 15 minutes. And if it takes longer, it takes longer. Because I want you to hear what God is saying. And you're going to hear in this word a lot of scripture that you know. It's just the way he gave it to me. I want you to hear that God is saying to us, hear my word. This. As the word for you today. I heard Holy Spirit say, tell my people, be not shaken. Be strong. Be courageous. Always abound in my grace that has been given to you. Say, grace has been given. I have grace that has been given to me through the power of Holy Spirit. 
Now the question arises when you say I have grace, we have a grace message out in the church at large right now that basically is telling you there's grace so you can go live however you want to and you're going to be okay. Folks, that is not grace. It's a perversion. Grace is God's divine enablement for you to be and to do according to God's good pleasure. God puts on the inside of you by the power of Holy Spirit. When you believe in Jesus, he puts grace inside of you that you can live above the fray. Say above the fray. And he went on, he said, be steadfast, stand fast, sure, confident, unwavering in all your ways. Knowing that I am with you and shall never forsake you, and my grace is sufficient for the day at hand. My grace is all you need. It is my divine enablement in you to be and to do according to my word, fully fitting for the day. Say fully fitting. There's nothing lacking. See, we keep looking for what are we lacking. We're not lacking anything when we realize that God has given us everything and that he is over everything. There's no throne out here that's bigger than our God. All these blabbering gods and godheads out here, little G, little demigods that are trying to intimidate God's people are nothing compared to our God. See, we've got to quit thinking little bitty God, great big devil. Because a lot of the church acts like God's shrinking back in a corner and, oh, my goodness, he's not going to make it and these people are just going to be shriveling away. No, that's not who our God is. What God do you serve? We've got to get this, folks. He went on. He said, be immovable. No longer tossed to and fro by the winds and waves, the shakings and the tumultuous atmosphere that swirls around. Don't allow the winds and waves of demonic doctrines to take you off course. Don't allow the tumultuous atmosphere that is around you with all the bantering and the bartering and the intimidation and the threats and the everything else that you hear day in and day out. Don't allow people calling you names and putting your name in the newspaper, Tiffany. Do not allow that to cause you to be shaken. Get yourself in a place of being immovable. Your feet are planted on the solid rock. It doesn't matter what they say. See, your greatest victory will come when whatever they say and do against you does not matter. Because when they can't move you, they can't shake you. Plant your feet upon the solid rock and be rooted and grounded in my love, says the Lord fully secure in Christ, knowing that through everything, through everything, I am your rock and your sure foundation. See, there is no rock, no other rock. There is no other, no other foundation. There is no other 
divine or otherwise protection. There is no other shield. There is no other force of protection that you can put up other than Christ. Now, when you're in Christ and that shield of protection is around you, then he looses divine protection around you. He releases strategy to activate natural protection. But see, you can have all the natural protection in the world, but if you don't have divine protection, it is porous as all get out and anything can get through it. He's the only one that's impenetrable. He's it. Then I heard Holy Spirit resound this phrase, and I just had to sit here for a minute. And it's, it's not something we don't know, but it, there was a weight on it. The battle of the thrones is at hand. Exactly. Clashes and flashes are erupting. As Lucifer and his demon princes thrust forth their frantic, panicked assault to overthrow the thrones of my kingdom, which shall never, ever be able to do. They will never, ever, ever be able to do it. But there are clashes and there are flashes. There is a rage in the atmosphere. There is a rage in the land unlike anything we've ever seen before. And it's because Lucifer and his demonic princes are saying, we're going to take down the throne of God. Is that not the same thing he said when I, he said, I will exalt myself above God? He's always been trying it. He's trying it now. He will try it again. And guess what? He never, ever, 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 ever will win. He only gains victory to the degree that we buy his lies. When you buy his lies, when you buy those things that he whispers in your ears or that he blasts across the TV... When you buy those things, that's when he gains a measure of victory. When you buy the taunting and the pontification about racism, if you buy it, you've given him a victory. Come on, we only have those things to the degree that we believe in them. Start treating each other with love, respect, honor, and like we just love each other according to the love of God. Celebrate our diversity, for goodness sakes. I'm grateful God made us different. I'm grateful we're not all the same. I mean, would life not be boring if we were all just like each other? What if we buy the lies... That our nation has no hope. What if we buy the lies that it's inevitable that the world just get worse and worse and worse and worse and then God's going to zap us out of here because everything's so bad and the church can't stand. Who is our God? 
Who is our God anyway? Is he so weak? What if we buy that some that are born a little boy and some that are born a little girl get confused when they get older because that's not really who they are? I mean, last time I looked at real science, gender was gender. You were born male or female. In the image of God, God created us male and female. He didn't create all the alphabet soup. So if we begin to buy those lies and we begin to bow to it and go, oh, parents, I'm sorry your child feels that way. We're going to help them transition. Anybody comes with that language in here? I may find a right hook. I mean, come on. But see, the, to, to the degree that we buy the lies, the enemy has victory over us. And the victory is won in our thinking. Because as a man thinks, so is he. So I feel like part of the main reason the Lord gives me this word this morning is because he wants to challenge the way we think. Are we the tail or are we the head? Are we the defeated foe? Are we a victorious bride? Come on. Lord went on and he said, The enemy in desperation, fueled by the fierce hatred and vengeful rage of hell itself, these demonic forces are poised to launch their strategies of death, violence, terror, and rage among the nations. Can't you see it? They started in Israel. I mean, have we ever seen or heard such atrocious, diabolical rage, violence, murder? Incredibly, it's hard to even put your mind around what they did. And the manipulation and the pontification in the media about what's going on over there. I'll tell you, Israel is releasing the footage of what they walked into. Because there's too many people saying it's not right. It's not real. Did they not say the same thing during Hitler Germany? In fact, there are reports that the church, when the trains would go by with the Jews crying out and screaming, they just turned the organ up higher. May we not be a people that just crank the music up higher. Don't just bury your head in the sand and look the other way and go, it's too hard to look at. Yes, it's hard to look at. The atrocities in our nation are hard to look at. It's hard to look at. But look at and lift your eyes up into the hills from, from whence comes your help. Don't shrink back. The violence, the terror, the rage, 
it's boiling over. And then the Lord said this to me. He said, they think I do not see. They think and they believe I do not hear. Psalm 94, 7 in the Passion Translation says, They say to themselves, the Lord God doesn't see this. Their God, the God of Jacob, he doesn't even care. Let me tell you, folks, our God sees, our God hears, and our God cares. Then he said, but I see clearly and I heed even their slightest whisper uttered in darkness. Psalm 94, 8 through 10 in the Passion says, But you'd better watch out, you stupid fools. You'd better wise up. Why would you act like God doesn't exist? That's a word to the nations of the world right now. Do you really think that God can't hear their cries? God isn't hard of hearing. He'll hear all their cries. God isn't blind. He who made the eye has supreme vision and he's watching all you do. Won't the God who knows all things know what you've done? The God who punishes the nations will surely punish you. We need to settle it. We believe this. Because I'll tell you, sometimes the battles are so deep and there are skirmishes and there are things that it looks like we're losing on the left and losing on the right. We have to settle it deep down in our being that it may not look good today, but my God never, ever loses. The Lord said, they think my kingdom is in shambles. And that my people have scattered and run to hide, filled with fear and bound in deception. Now I'm just going to address this for a minute because there's a portion of the body of Christ that calls themselves the church that is in shambles. There is a portion of the body of Christ in name only that has pulled back, shrunk back, and has run to hide and said, circle around the wagons. I'm not circling the wagons. We're lining up for an offensive. <laughs> you only circle around the wagons if you think you're doomed for an utter defeat. We're not. They think the day of their diabolical schemes to take over is secured. But no. Yeah. Just shout no. 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 See, we've got to get a louder no on the inside of us. In your soul, you need some things that you say no to. Because if you can't say no to the cry of your own soul, you'll never say no to a devil that's screaming in your face. Ever. You won't be able to do it because you'll shrink back. Oh my God, they talk bad about me. Who cares? 
Did they not speak bad about Jesus? Did they not curse him? Why do we think we're any better? I mean, come on. I'm going to strip us of this American Christianity junk if it's the last thing I do. Because we have thought we needed to go sit in a nice, comfortable place. Praise God for a nice, comfortable building. But we thought we were privileged that we got to sit here and the world would celebrate that we went to church on Sunday. They didn't care because we didn't make a difference. And we were so afraid of a battle that we compromised the word of God so that people wouldn't get offended with us. Guess what? They're going to be offended with us. That whole scripture that says don't offend others has nothing to do with us offending the world. It has to do with us offending each other. You're going to offend the world. We got so sociably acceptable that we let our schools be invaded by drug cartels. We let our schools be indoctrinated with a doctrine of tolerance. Now, I want you to hear me on this one. I began hearing this in the late 80s. So our older son, oldest son had started preschool and then they went into elementary school. And then they started teaching tolerance. And I thought, there's something that is not sounding right about this to me. I didn't know everything that was going on, but it was the accept everything. And I'm like, wait a minute. The Word of God doesn't tell me to accept everything. It tells me to accept people and to love people, but to stand on truth. And they were being systematically indoctrinated to not be able to tell a truth from a lie. Righteousness from unrighteousness. And we sat back because, oh, it sounded nice. Diversity and tolerance and treat people with kindness. Treat people with kindness, but make sure it's righteous. See, this, all that we're seeing today in our culture is not something that happened in the last three years. This has been happening over 30, 40, 50 years, little by little by little. It's been an eroding. It's been the old proverbial frog in a kettle. The water began just a little bit warmed up in the kettle. Thought, oh, this feels good. Well, before long, and here we are, folks, it's boiling over. And the ecclesia, we have to have the word of the Lord to speak into the pot to cause the boiling to stop. We have to. God said, I have a people prepared and ready who know their God and shall do exploits. You know this passage, Daniel eleven thirty two. Boy, does this sound like our world today. New American Standard says, By smooth words, 
he, and we'll say the enemy, will turn to godlessness those who act wickedly toward the covenant. How are we acting toward the covenant of God? Have we been deceived? Have we been lured into compromise? Have we been seduced by divination? But he said, but the people who know their God will display strength and take action. I love that. New King James says it this way, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. Guard your heart against flattery, people of God. Because the enemy, if he can't get you one way, he will get you by flattery. He'll tell you just how great you are and then, gotcha. Stay in this part of this verse. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. We are a people who will carry out great exploits. God says, I have a people and we're here today to decree we are that people. Then the Lord said, I have a people who have seen my kingdom and they have seen the kingdom of darkness and all its atrocities and they will not shrink back in the day of battle. We cannot shrink back in the day of battle. I don't, it doesn't matter if it's a personal battle, if it's a family battle, if it's a city battle, a state battle, a nation battle, or the nations of the world back battle, we as the people of God cannot shrink back. The only way we get defeated is if we shrink back. God says, I have a people who will not shrink back. I want you to decree over yourself, I am a part of a people who will not shrink back. In the day of battle. Our kids and our grandkids depend on it. Our nation depends on it. No, they won't shrink back. They will step forward. He says, I have a people who are full of love, compassion, mercy, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, and self-control who are also strong, courageous, bold, confident, well-armed with truth, armored in righteousness, and who walk in justice, determined, say, I'm determined, to see those held in captivity, the prisoners of evil set free, the oppressed and the dying saved, healed, and delivered. See, we've got to be a people that are determined because if not, we're allowing the captives, the harvest, to being, to being harvested by the enemy. We've allowed a harvesting to take place under our nose that has been into the kingdom of darkness rather than into the kingdom of light. They're in our schools recruiting. 
They're in our prisons converting to Islam. We have sat back, seen the harvest, and let the enemy have them. That's convicting, praise be to God. Sure was to me when I look at it. He says, the Lord, Holy Spirit said, I have a people willing to lay down their lives, counting all else as rubbish for the sake of their king. To see my kingdom of love, pure, all-powerful, healing, delivering, saving love advance throughout all the earth. See, part of the key to walking as this people God says he has is that we love not our life even unto the death. Because see, when we're loving our life unto death and we're saying, I've got to protect my life at all cost, that sets you up in a position of compromise. How do you think martyrs go through the process? They've already decided ahead of time. My life is in Christ. Whether I live or whether I die, my life is in Christ. To die is gain because I'll be in glory. But to live is for the good of the kingdom. See, as long as he's got a purpose for us to be alive... It doesn't matter if I'm here or gone, except that I've got to fulfill purpose. I've got to fulfill that which God created me for. A people that have decided to lay down their lives, to take up the cross daily and follow after Christ. That means that everything you do, say everything, and you're rising up and you're lying down and you're going through your day, everything you do is to the glory of Christ. On your job, it's to the glory of Christ. In your family, it's to the glory of Christ. In your driving around this city, crazy traffic and all, it is to the glory of Christ. In your play, it's to the glory of Christ. In your singing worship songs, it's to the glory of Christ. In your prayers and in your intercession, it's to the glory of Christ. In your warfare, it's to the glory of Christ. See, we're not, we're not battling for ourselves. We're battling for our king. The enemy will, will mess with us, but you know what? He's not after us. He's after the throne. He's after this generation of young people because he knows that embedded in their DNA is a warrior spirit that will take him out. So he's coming after them so they won't get in place to do what he created them to do. And he needs them because too many of our generation have sat back on their haunches and think, thought going to church was good. Yeah, if I sound angry, I am. I'm angry because the enemy has just absolutely annihilated a generation of people that had the word of God in an abundance, more teachers, more preachers, more TV shows, more radio programs filled with the word of God, and it did no good because we bought a lie 
that we were safe and secure in our fortresses of church. The world, America has more mega churches than the world has ever seen, and we've done nothing to change anything. I remember at 15 years old saying, God, if this is all church is, I'm going out and join the world. I still feel that way. But I've discovered there's more to the church than what the church presents as the church. And see, that's the cry of what's in these younger people today. I just happened to get it 50 years early. It's the truth. In the sign of the times, I was out of sync. But I was right on time. You're right on time. You're breathing today. You're right on time. God ordained that you would be here. He even ordained that you would be in here today with me acting like this. <laughs> it's all good. See, if we can't be real with each other, where can we, where, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Holy Spirit said, I have a people who have shaken and are shaking off everything that is not of my kingdom. Shake it off. Holy Spirit, show us what, what do we need to shake off? They are disentangling from distractions, diversions, deceptions, and divisive tactics of religious traditions of man and demonic doctrines of hell. See, we got to shake it off. See, the church has been so infiltrated by demonic doctrines of hell that we accept things that God says forbid. We've done it in our systematic structures and systems that are hierarchy and method that are lording it over people rather than serving people. We've taken on titles that God didn't give and we've rejected and told people they couldn't walk in titles and positions God told them they could. See, they told me I couldn't. <laughs> and God said, watch me. I remember somebody saying, well, I thought somebody would be a preacher out of the family, but I didn't think it'd be you. And I said, yeah, I had the wrong X and Y chromosome order. Because I was forbidden as a woman to be who God created me to be. But God said, follow me. Die to yourself. Get out, disentangle from the demon doctrines that are in the church. Get out from under it and move forward. But see, we've embraced all kinds of things that we never were to embrace. I could go down a whole path on that one. I'm going to pull it back. Holy Spirit said, I have a people. Blood-bought Holy Spirit filled, prepared, positioned, and postured in my body 
fully aligned and armored to advance in victory, my ecclesia on the earth. And I am the Lord Sabaoth, the God of the host of heaven, of angel armies, and I have armies of angels. Activated and positioned, assigned to their post, waiting, watching, listening, on the ready to move at the sound of my command as declared and decreed through my ecclesia. They're positioned. You can sense them. You can sense the angels in the room. You feel their movement. Those of you who are real strong seers, you see them. I know Tim was seeing them Friday night. I sense them. I feel their, their presence. But see, the deal is we have to understand they are waiting and watching us. They're listening for what we're saying. They do the bidding of the ecclesia on the earth as we release what God is saying from heaven and we say, we agree. They shift and they move. They pull their swords and they go out on assignment. We thought they were just little cherubs walking around and watching and, you know, whatever. No, they're mighty warring angels. Waiting for us to release the declarations and decrees. And he closed with this line to tell the church Greater are those that are with you, Ecclesia, than those who are against you. Second Kings six, fifteen through seventeen says now when the attendant of the man of God had risen early and gone out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was circling the city. And his servant said to him, This is hopeless, my master. What are we to do? Now you remember in that psalm we read a minute ago? He was going to take out the horses and the chariots and their riders. And he said to him, do not be afraid, for those who are with us are greater than those who are against us. Then Elisha prayed and said, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. They're all around us, folks. They're positioned around this nation. They're positioned around our state. They're positioned around our capitals. They are waiting for the sound. And the word through Chuck Pierce this weekend, as Tim related, and I had heard it the day before, was it's time to call the troops. Activate, activate, activate. I believe that's why the Lord said to me this morning, I have a people who are. Because, see, if you get called up from the reserves into active duty, you have to be a people who are.
Psalm 94, 20 to 23 says, Can a throne of destruction be allied with you, O God? One which devises mischief by decree. They band themselves together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has been my stronghold and my God, the rock of my refuge. He has brought back their wickedness upon them and will destroy them in their evil. The Lord, our God, will destroy them. Now we need to understand we are in a spiritual battle that is above and beyond what we've seen before in our life. And we cannot be shaken. Can't be. You're going to have to do whatever you have to do to get into a place of being unshakable. I want you to stand. And we're going to go down the hall and we're going to have good fellowship time. But I want to send us out from here commissioned to be a people that will not shrink back in the day of battle. Who wants that? We've got to have it. That no matter what rages against us, no matter what stirs in the atmosphere, no matter what attacks we see, no matter what, we will be a people that will not shrink back. We'll say what God says. We'll do what God says to do. We'll go where he says to go. And we will not give in to fear. You can't. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I lose a fresh commissioning over your people, activation into the army of the Lord. Father, that you release the sound of the Spirit of God inside your people in a way that will activate them from the inside out. God, disentangle each and every one from the things that hold them back, from the things that would cause them to be stumbled or tripped up by the snares of the enemy. Father, disentangle from the cares of this life disentangle from the fears and the intimidation disentangle from the religious systems and structures and from the churchianity mindset that has kept us in weakness I say disentangle and empower with the power of Holy Spirit the fullness of your word and the grace that is ours through Christ to be and to do all that you have created us for. That your kingdom will be advanced. Darkness will be pushed back. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. And a people who have seen their God and know their God will do exploits. And the greatest harvest the world has ever seen will be brought into the storehouse to be raised up, to be trained, to be the victorious ones on the battlefield. Lord, let it be. And let your name 
receive all the praise, the glory, the honor, the power, and the dominion forever and ever. You are worthy, God. You are worthy. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Awesome in wonder and splendor. Eternal throughout all the ages. The one only true and living God. May your name always be praised and your kingdom advanced in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I bless you all. Go buy Bradley's book. Head down the hall and let's have a time of fellowship and we're going to celebrate. We war together, but we celebrate together. Love you guys.